Hey, what's up? It's Seth Grimes, and you're about to listen to an episode of my very first podcast ever. It's called The Underground Sound. It ran from about 2009 all the way up through about 2014. And uh, it's got a lot of interviews with people that I worked with back in the day, both in wrestling and in music. So check them out. All right, welcome to the Underground Sound, the podcast for your mom's ass. And this week, this month, this year, 2017, we're kicking it off with a very cool show. We're bringing our boy back. Brandon Cage is going to be back, the first return guest on the Underground Sound. But... We're not going to be talking about him and his career this time. We're going to be talking about big, independent music underground news. We're going to be talking all about the Juggalo Civil War that's making news all around the internet right now. Whether you're a current Juggalo who's a big fan of the product, maybe you're a lapsed fan like myself, or maybe just a casual fan, anywhere in the spectrum between. But if you have any interest at all in the Juggalo world, Twisted, ICP, the beef going on between them two and their labels, we're here to talk all about it in full detail, full analysis. We're going to go in-depth from the start of Psychopathic Records, the signing of Twisted, to when Twisted left the label the first time back in 2003, all the way up until modern times, the start of Twisted's new label, Magic Ninja Entertainment, signing all of Psychopathic's artists away, and the big baby mama, baby mama's daddy drama with Young Wicked, Jump Steady, and Samantha. We're going to talk all about it. It's going to be a fun show. We go into great detail. Check it out. The Underground Sound, the podcast for your mom's ass, bitch. All right. I'm here with Brandon Cage back uh, back on the podcast here. Uh, the first repeat guest that I've had, but... Uh, Brandon, we're not we're not here to talk about anything we were talking about last time today. I want to focus specifically on uh, the big news in the underground uh, independent music scene right now, the Juggalo Civil War, and I knew you were the person to talk to about that. Uh, you know, you're definitely up on Most the scene. Most definitely. So what's up? How you been, man? I've been great. Yourself? I'm doing good. Just living life, you know, trying to, trying to get by, you know what I'm saying? Living the dream. Right on, same here, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anything new or good with you? How's the album coming? Uh, the album's coming out pretty good. I've been uh, just mainly writing a lot. Haven't been recording at all yet? Or just a little bit? Um, I got like 42 songs written. Holy and shit. I figure once I get to like... 50 or so then i'll record them all and then i'll just take the best out of those like the best 25 or whatever wow see i have like a whole complete different process like i'll write a bunch of songs but like essentially i kind of like know where i want to go with an album before i start and i'll have like i'll plot out the concepts like i want to do a song about this i want to do a song about that 
and this is, you know, this is how I want my album to be and what I want on it. And there's always a couple extras that you throw in, and that's what some of the extra content's for to kind of just fill it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I'm right. much more like pre, I, I know exactly what I'm going to record before I even start with it. That's how my last album went, actually, just because of the fact that everything was just happening in that time period that way, so it just seemed more like a good way to do it. But this one's just a little different. I just feel like making a whole bunch of songs that I like and then just taking the best out of it. I guess it depends what you're going for, too. Like, if you have an al- if you have something major going on in your life that you need to speak about or... You know, your album's going to have kind of a specific theme. I think that's different than just putting out a dope album, which is dope songs, you know. Right, exactly. And, uh, of course, your boy The Sheep will be on uh, Brandon Cage's new project whenever that's released. And, of course, Brandon Cage will be on your boy The Sheep's new project whenever that's released. So keep your ears peeled for Definitely. all that flavor. It's good to... Oh, yeah, uh, 2017, yeah. And that's what it is, man. I mean, it's uh, 2017. It's feeling good so far. I'm just excited to kind of get back into it, you know. So excited to have you part of the project. Excited to be part of your project. Uh, I think some good things are going to be happening. Vice versa, you know. Right, hell yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it here because um, for those who... I'm down. Uh, maybe uh, Juggalos, we're going to be talking about the Juggalo Civil War going on right now. The big Twisted versus ICP, Psychopathic versus Magic Ninja Records. We're going to be talking all about it, so if you are a Juggalo, you're going to want to listen to this. If you were a Juggalo, uh, maybe like a lapsed fan or a casual fan, you know, like myself, or somebody that's more into it currently, like Brandon is, you're definitely going to want to check this out, because this... this I've been back. seeing shit from all sides, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let's kind of just touch briefly on what's going on without getting into too much detail, and then we'll kind of flesh it out as we talk about it, but, uh, so what's going on right now, To be Brandon? honest with you? What's that? Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, I kind of, just to make it very general, I think it's like the who's is bigger kind of man ego thing you know it's like oh which label is better who has the better people on it like they're kind of just having a male ego thing going on you know yeah it's a dick measuring contest and uh they're seeing who's got the yeah for sure balls right now um yeah so for those that aren't aware um essentially uh twisted had left psychopathic uh a year ago two years ago i don't know we'll, we'll get more into detail yeah, about like that. two years yeah, and now they're kind of, I mean, it was uh, sort of a rough split, but they were, you know, uh, on fairly good working terms still, and now all hell's broken loose, Twisted signing away artists from Psychopathic, uh, there's some beef and back and forth, some jabs being uh, fired on Twitter, um, so let's just A kinda, lot of family issues. <laughs> family, yeah, like, not just family, like, whoop, whoop, juggalo family, they're like family issues, right. so let's get into it. Yeah, um, and I think that's, like, the deeper part of it is the actual, like, you know, Young Wicked having a kid with Jump City's daughter, and that's, like, the deepest part of this whole thing. Everything else is kind of just throwback, back and forth BS, you know, it's just the male ego thing we talked about but this shit with young wicked is actually like real 
problems, you know? And uh, loosely, like, uh, what side are you on at this point? Do you, are you picking a side? Or are you just kind of watching it? Or are you just disgusted um, I'm with the on... thing? No, like, the actual family issues part, like, I think that, in general, just should have stayed away from the public. Like, that shit settled behind the camera, behind Twitter and all that stuff. But the actual music part of it, I'm with uh, Magic on it. Because I think Twisted should be able to sign who they want. If they're not happy with one label, don't get mad because they're taking the other people. And along with the family issues, if Young Wicked's having issues with, uh, you know, Joe Bruce's brother, you know, one of the main people within the label, of course you would want to leave. You're not going to want to stick around when you've got personal issues with somebody. So, I mean, I kind of stick with it on the twisted side, but I mean, I know behind the curtains there's more than any of us would know you know let's uh let's go back to the beginning here you know for those who don't know or are vaguely aware uh psychopathic records is a record label that icp founded uh, way back in like what, 1993 um their right. first artist that they really signed to the label that they that they uh you know it was really just icp and you know they kind of hit their hit the mainstream public eye in 1997 with the great Malenko release and all that drama and it was about that time that they picked up a group from Detroit called uh, the House of Crazies uh, which were just uh, another uh, kind of a horror rap group out of the Detroit area where they were from and uh, Brandon what do you want to add add to that just in general twisted who they were before psychopathic and, and how that came to be House of Crazies, well, which, if anyone knows, is now ROC and then Twisted separately. And I'm actually kind of surprised that they stayed all together through this time. But, yeah, Twisted got their start with Psychopathic. And, I mean, I think that's a lot of the where the jabs are coming to with all of this, just because they've spent so much time under the label and people can say what they want to say but even though i'm more on the side of twisted and all this uh i respect icp for what they did obviously there wouldn't be a twisted without icp i truly believe that but now that they've grown like they can basically do whatever they want like they've definitely had their course with that label which i understand why they left so it was about that point uh icp brought uh house of crazies onto the label well they didn't bring ROC, he was the third guy in House of Crazies, uh, but they did bring in the duo that would become known as Twisted onto Psychopathic. They also signed uh, an artist named Misery at that time, um, who I believe was mm-hmm. he already related to Violent J at that time. He was already, uh, his sister um, was like married to Rob, to Rob, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Misery was on the label, and uh, I don't know if they had signed Project Born or not. Did they? Did they have Project Born signed at that time too, or no? I know they did a lot of tours with Project Born, but I don't remember necessarily if they were part of the label or if they were just on the same label at the time. Because I think weren't they on Island at that time, and I think Project Born was yes. too. And uh, with that, they got Twisted signed to Island, too. I mean, Twisted's first album came out. Yeah, well, yeah. The re-release of it came out on Island. Um, so Twisted yep, was like... Yeah, so did Freak Show and so on. 
right. So Twista was like ICP's first major project. Like after they got themselves established, they wanted to kind of start a label, get the label off the ground. Twisted was their main project, and uh, you know, Twisted blew the fuck up. I mean, I remember being a hard they really did hardcore juggalo back then, and uh, Twisted was. You know, right off the bat, I was uh, enamored with Twisted, and uh, you know, they they lasted for a I while. I still love them. <laughs> yeah, it, Twisted blew up, and it almost got to a point where it was like, uh, you know, some people would say, "Oh, Twisted's better than ICP. ICP's better than Twisted. Twisted's blowing up on the label." Um, and then in 2003, Dimes uh, Twisted left Psychopathic Records. They they left and uh, started uh, started. I forgot the name of uh, uh, Magic Records, just Magic, not Magic Ninja, but just yeah, Magic. Ma- just Magic, yeah. What do you remember Wasn't about that? Wasn't that the time? same time as, uh, yeah, that was during Green Book, right? Yeah, that like was that for the Green Book album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were just trying to do what they're doing now, but it just wasn't the right time. What like, do you they think were it- trying to, but they weren't. What do you think it was, was even that? back then that made them want to to leave Psychopathic? What do you think was going on? Because, I mean, we all hear the ooh family, whoop, whoop, you know, we're all in it together. But behind the scenes, it's a business. It's a label. These are separate artists that want their own time to shine. Do you think ICP was lowballing Twisted? Were they holding them down? What was going on that, want, that made Twisted want to leave the label? I know a lot of it. A lot of the issues was uh, album release dates, like them not being able to release their album close to ICP's release date, and them ordering stuff too, like ordering a very short amount of Twisted products compared to everybody else when they were blowing up. So they didn't have the opportunity to distribute as much as ICP, so they're kind of getting held back by labor. Why do you think that was? Do you think there was a bit of a jealousy on the part of ICP? I think it's more of a business move than anything, but yeah, I mean, behind it, yeah, I think that has to stem from some sort of jealousy that they're going to blow up bigger than, you know, you, but that's kind of... So you think there was a conscious effort to keep Twisted below ICP? I think so, for sure, just because they have, like, they want themselves to be number one, and I think a lot of, uh... Like the two, I mean, as twisted, they realized that they were blowing up and not getting the opportunity that they could. They want full control of their music and releasing and all that stuff. And I know that if you can't release stuff when you want to as an artist, that's kind of frustrating. I could imagine that's not, you know, a very great time when you like promote things and then you can't release when you want to. And do you think, I mean, do you think there's a conflict of interest when you are uh, your own group uh, and you're also trying to put out a record label and other artists, um, especially if there is a little bit of ego or jealousy involved? Do you think there's a conflict of interest there where ICP trying to promote other groups? I mean, they're just, it's pretty much inevitable that there no group is ever supposed to or going to surpass ICP in ICP's eyes. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with that because they don't want, I really don't think they want someone on their own label that people think are better than them. I mean, 
and it makes sense, I guess, eagle-wise, but you should want your protege or whatever you call it to surpass you, I would think. Should you not be in both businesses then, or do you think it's okay to be an artist and have, like, your undercard label as long as it's, like, everybody's kind of on the same page and understood that ICP is the money ticket and everybody else kind of just knows their role and falls in line, whereas Twisted, uh, definitely not followers, definitely not uh, second banana to anybody. Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure we're happy for their opportunity to get put on, but uh, once they started to get held back, you know, they, they, I think they believed in their own eyes that they were better than ICP and, and could succeed uh, above what ICP achieved. I agree with that. And uh, even though it's a huge conflict with juggalos in the juggalo world that they left in the first place you got to understand that once you get to a certain point that you kind of need to not be led anymore and just make your own kind of thing and abk did it too and he's not even sharing any distribution costs or whatever for his albums with psychopathic he just reps the hatchet all his money is within his label and they offered that for ICP or for Twisted, I mean, too. I heard that in the uh, radio show with Jump Steady. He was talking about that, but they declined. So, Yeah, I heard that, too. And I definitely want to talk a lot more about that in depth as we go on here. But just to stick with this particular scenario here, yeah, uh, Jump Steady had mentioned that. Uh, and I think this was for the second time they left, so we're getting a little bit ahead. Uh, but essentially, he had said that they they really right, just right. offered twisted, you know. Essentially, you are your own group. You can keep all your money from all your shit. Do whatever you want. Just rep the hatchet. Be on our label. And I kind of call bullshit on that a little bit because as a business, you're gonna put out an album and merchandise and put a band on tour that you're not making any money off of just to keep them on the label. Why? What would be the point of that? You know? Yeah, that doesn't seem right. And, uh, you know, I listened to a lot of that, and like I said, we'll get more into detail about that, but I, I think, um, and a lot of Juggalos don't like to hear this, but I think, uh, I think there is a lot of shadiness in Psychopathic. I think there is a lot of low-balling and trying to I do too. screw people over a little bit, and I do think, uh, you know, everybody serves the master of Papa J over there, and that's just kind of the way it is. And I, and yeah. <laughs> And I think they put on a fake front, you know, they try to babyface themselves a little bit to the public, but, uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, clearly, like like we're saying now, this was, oh, this was, what, 16, uh, no, like 12, 13, 14 years ago that they left. Yeah, 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and then they ended up coming back. So when they when they left the label, they tried to start Magic Records. Uh, they took Tom Dub with them, much Didn't like they out. took George with them this time around. Um, to to manage them, they took Tom Dub from Psychopathic, and uh, yep. Tom, from what I'm aware, kind of uh, bailed on them with his share of the Green Book money and kind of left them high and dry. And they kind of had to tuck their tail and go back to Psychopathic, but I think they did it with a much better yeah, deal. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah, I think so too. Because they stayed for a long time. I think they they got uh, the proverbial Don status. You know, they got. Uh, a lot more say in what they did and what happened on the label in general 
a lot more creative control, probably a lot more money, I would imagine. Yeah, you could see a huge change, too. You could definitely see a change in their uh, albums after that. Not only in the albums, but I think it reflected in the gatherings and everything, too. You know, the type of artists that were coming in and the things that were happening. You know, I, you know I've heard it said that Twisted was responsible for bringing in a lot of the different artists that played at the gathering. Yeah, they have a lot of connections. And ICP does, too, but they've got some pretty decent connections. And just kind of a sidebar here, in your opinion, who is the better act, ICP or Twisted? I have to say, in recent years, I would say Twisted as a better act, and ICP is definitely like the legends of it, and I always have that respect, but as a group and as musically, I guess, stuff they're putting out recently, I like Twisted a lot more, Here's but how I still I've always... have that high respect. Right, for sure, because they started the whole scene. Uh, the way I've always seen it... Um... I believe Twisted to be the better, um, more talented, you know, musically talented. They, they're, you know, uh, better rappers. Flow better, and make better yeah, music. better rappers for sure. Um, you know, their their albums are better. They're, um, it, you know, but uh, I believe ICP is kind of that pop culture iconic. You know, uh, when you walk up to any random person on the street and ask them if they've heard of Twisted, they probably haven't. But if you ask any yeah, stranger if they've heard like of a any, maybe 50-50 chance. If you've heard of Insane Clown Posse, everybody's heard of ICP, and and, and yeah, whether they like them or hate them, they've reached that kind of pop culture iconic status. They are legendary, and I think as performers, I enjoy an ICP show, live show, more than I do a Twisted show for the theatrics. But no doubt, Twisted are the better. Yeah, uh, the theatrics artists. are great. Yeah, so... Yeah, I can agree with that, because there's, like, a spiritual thing that happens at ICP shows, and that I just, like... I think I just can uh, relate to the songs more, so it's kind of more of a deeper feeling rather than just, like, the theatric part of it. But I do like both. Right, exactly. So, uh, I think, you know, Twisted definitely um, had some legs to stand on when they decided they wanted to leave and thought that they could, but they couldn't, uh, shit happened, uh, shit fell apart, they went back psychopathic, and they stayed there for years, like we said, you know, 13, 14 years it's been. Yeah, years. And, uh, uh, now, have you ever picked up on any kind of disses, or any kind of, um, slight, vague, uh, cheap shots at ICP, or vice versa, within the music over the years at all? Definitely. When Twisted first jumped off, um, Down With Us is just cut in the ICP. Like, I don't care what um, anyone says. Monoxide's version Down With Us is just straight cut. And what album was that <laughs> off of? Uh, that was... Crap, I'm trying to think. Their first one off of... Uh, was that back in 2003? Like the Mansmith and Mutant albums? Oh, no, no, no. no I'm talking. Oh, yeah, no. I was talking when they actually created uh, Magic Ninja and their thing. Gotcha. Okay. So but there was some definite No, I mean... I'm talking, like, yeah. before this particular time that they left. Anything in between okay. that yeah, that after you picked up on? Right, after, after Green Book times. Um, 
I would say in the heartbroken and homicidal, there was some cuts into it because they talked about uh, some of their mixing from back in most tasteless days, and they like apologized, saying that you they couldn't do anything about it at the time, you know. So they kind of put some cuts within the mixers in the label, not necessarily straight jabs at ICP though. Right on. So, uh, you know, ICP builds, or Psychopathic builds as a label. You know, they signed lots of new artists over the years. Uh, the Axe Murder Boys were a group that would picked up from winning a contest at the gathering. You know, it came down the to the like, Players Lounge crew. And I was at that gathering. That was the 06 gathering that that was decided. And uh, it was heated, man. And, and I would say that Players Lounge crew was... Uh, the favorite to win. I think people liked them more, even though they were kind of rocking the, you know, people were like, oh, they're a bunch of preppy bitches. They kind of played up on that. I remember they were wearing, like, I love Zach Morris and AC Slater shirts and stuff. Whereas <laughs> the Murder Boys were repping, you know, we're, we're hardcore juggalos and all of that. Um, so they each had their following. Right, yeah. I thought uh, Play As Lounge was better. I was never a fan of Axe Murder Boys um, at all, really. Especially phone stub but i really did see potential in otis who would become young wicked who we're going to talk a lot young about wicked. here um i definitely see <laughs> yeah. the potential in him what were your early thoughts of the axe murder boys i honestly i own all three or their albums from psychopathic i i love them i don't know it's just uh kind of a two each his own thing i like that style of rap that they began with more of the fact that Otis can sing, and I like the earlier uh, songs from Bones Dub, but kind of throughout the years it was a little choppy. But yes, um, their newest one, the Garcia Brothers, I loved that whole album. That whole album was actually pretty straight, and that's kind of where uh, young Otis became more of like Young Wicked, and he was getting into like that new character because i remember it was like right after garcia brothers that they started kind of promoting it a little bit and uh yeah i mean bones dub was a little bit more choppy like you said a little rough around the edges not the not the, the better of the two by any stretch otis had a better flow and uh he he had a singing he can sing too and his singing was unique because to me it was almost like a boy band and like shit on it if you want. Yeah, exactly. But I, I used to uh, secretly, you know, because I was young enough at the time where it was not cool to like them. But I kind of dug some of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and that shit. I love now. that shit. So. Yeah, I ain't even gonna lie. I love that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really good. A lot of it, and I mean, some of it's shit too. But I mean, their hits were hits, you know. Right. Right. Backstreet's back. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That's a like jam. back in the time. And, uh, so, yeah. anyway, I mean... I mean, uh, it's again with... Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of like the sound of it's just, uh, I don't know, it's catchy. And do you think uh, that's kind of Otis's singing style? Is kind of boy bandish? Do you agree with that, or do you have a different take it? On does it does really sound like that, yeah. But it's cool that he, uh, does it with the Wicked style, too, because it's like, alright, I don't have to, like, feel gay about, uh, liking the sound of it because it's wicked shit but it sounds like a boy band <laughs> yeah he's like a wicked boy band in a way it's kind of it's it is kind of cool i like yeah. i liked it even back then i like it. you know like the chips and dips song and, and shit like that it was kind of fun um so and then they picked up boondocks uh about that year two, yeah. 2006 he came on um and uh 
were there any other artists? It was Boondocks and Twisted, and well, of course, Blaze was always kind of around and ABK. Yeah, Blaze but, and ABK. Yeah. So. And then they had like uh, Zug Zug Island. Right. Right. Yep. And then uh, kind of fast forward to more modern days now. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know, Twisted. What was the year that they left Psychopathic again? Was that two years ago now, or just one, or how long ago did that I happen? I think it was 2000, 2014, because, or no, 2013 gathering, they weren't allowed to have their own uh, bus to sell stuff. I remember that because they had a big feud about it because Psychopathic had merchandise still from Twisted that they wanted to sell. But then in 2014, they were allowed to have uh, like a merch table or whatever you want to call it. So by then I was kind of uh, out of the scene, wasn't really following it or even listening to it all that much. Can you kind of walk us through uh, what was going on at that point and, and kind of the rumor and uh, innuendo and word on the street as to why Twisted left that time around? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember before it was even just announced in the radio show but i just remember it from when it happened because i seen a lot of uh monoxide videos about it where when they got their abomination cd done they got a huge amount less than they thought they were gonna and they got no like little to no merchandise for their tour so they kind of got screwed on the first part of it and they had like VIP passes for that tour and stuff, so they fell short on a lot of merch. I could remember they, hearing a lot about that. Could they not just reprint, or was it an issue where they were like already out on tour, and once it was gone, it was gone, and then they were missing out on that huge chunk of income? Yeah, it was like their uh, warehouse order for their Abominations album, like for their touring and everything like that. They just had to jump on and they didn't have as much merchandise and CDs printed off that they wanted so it wasn't, also to distribute to like stores and whatnot. So it wasn't like they could just restock when they needed to. It was like they got a tour no. to come up that they got to sell that shit on and they just didn't have enough to carry them and that hurt their, their pockets. Yeah, and like VIP passes, like they offered a bunch of uh, posters and different things that every VIP package came with and if I remember correctly uh, they had a shortage for those two I don't remember 100% but I thought I remembered hearing that as well now is that like is that really cause to leave a label or do you think that was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back uh, built up yeah just the it final built up. straw I think what yeah else I think that it? it was just a lot of time what else um, like I had mentioned before, I mean, when you're an artist and somebody tells you that you can't release your album when you want to release it, that kind of puts a little daffer on your plans, it, especially if you have a time where you want to really promote it. You're already done. I know when I'm done with the album, I want to put that shit out right away. Like, you wouldn't want to wait to start something you know if you really dig the album you're on you don't really want to wait to put it out so just a, a lack of creative control and kind of a situation where icp always came first or whatever they wanted to do came first and, and twisted always kind of yeah. take a back seat to what they wanted to do or were ready to do uh just because of ICP. yeah i actually thought it was funny because 
on Abominations, they have a song called Second to None with ICP in it. And it's like, seems like it's almost a jab at them, but with them on the song. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of, I think, uh, you know, Monoxide's definitely the more outspoken of the two. Not that Jamie can't be, but... Uh, he ain't afraid to pull jabs at all. He is ready to just start throwing them out there. <laughs> right, right, yeah, he's... He's not uh, one to bite his tongue at all. So they left the label, but no. uh, from what we learned from the Jump Steady interview and just from what we could tell because Twisted was still doing the gatherings and still doing other projects, there wasn't really like this huge yeah. rift between them. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there was you know, a little bit of sour grapes or a little bit of hard feelings, but they were able to continue working together at that time, correct? Yeah, it was sketchy at first, though. I know that just from going to the gatherings after that. Like, 2013, when they did Riders and Lotus, I couldn't see a connection at all. It was like Blaze and Twisted would help each other with their dubs when they're uh, performing, but it's like Twisted and Blaze and ICP wouldn't help each other out at all. Like, it was super <laughs> sketchy on stage. Just it was just ICP like a, another, like, ego battle. They all did it to each other. Like Lotus, they were like they got in a circle at the end, and it looked like they were arguing, but you couldn't really tell. I mean, it it was a sketchy set to say the least. From seeing them in 2012, the year before, when they were united, and like that was a spiritual feeling. Like I'm not even gonna lie, I cried a little bit after Lotus that year because it was so deep. Like it was just like an emotional feeling. But then 2013, it was like just this huge battle on stage of like the ego thing you know and uh when twisted left the label they took george with them to be their manager george was doing a lot of the bookings for yeah. psychopathic artists at that time and i know because i dealt with him directly doing that um he came from psychopathic they took blaze from psychopathic but blaze is blaze is their their homie he's not uh, wasn't never really a psychopathic guy and blaze I was actually kinda... got cut by violent J. At first. Yeah, I was going to say, I always kind of heard Jay never really liked Blaze to begin with. <laughs> you know, so no, they took he, him he with cut him. Blaze. Yeah, he cut Blaze and then lied. I remember this. He lied and said that Twisted just took him along. And Twisted made a video saying, like, what, just because we left, we have to take him? And, like, it wasn't, like, against Blaze. It was just saying they fired him when they left and then lied about it but then violent j made a new post or whatever it was saying that he's sorry for like any hurt feelings and whatnot and he thought that he would just want to leave the label because twisted did so how do you see everything from your perspective because i mean I, I still try to follow things at least you know here and there and i listen to interviews with jay all the time you know he's more of the outspoken one than shaggy so that's why i always kind of refer to jay more than icp as a group but uh jay always kind of tries yeah, to baby face himself you know oh, i'm just such a sweet you know honest guy and just trying to help everybody and do the right thing and i i like i kind of alluded to earlier i think it's all kind of a crock of shit um what do you, how I do you see all that I really do. Yeah. yeah, I don't like how all that, like you said, it's, it's like he's playing a persona, but it's kind of obvious that there's other stuff going on because an artist isn't just going to leave something like Psychopathic and they're following knowing that there's a 50-50 chance when you leave that the fans aren't going to come with you. 
you know, just because you're in psychopathic and you leave doesn't mean that their fans are just going to still like you. So it was a risk, but they're not going to leave knowing that if there wasn't something for real going on that was hurting them as an artist. And they said that if they didn't leave, there would have been no Twisted anymore. So you could tell there was something deeper than what we know going on. And Twisted's done that twice now. So it's like once you can kind of see uh, maybe there were some beefs and maybe Jay had to kind of check nuts a little bit and realize that he had to give Twisted you know their uh what they were owed and kind of give them their proper respects and stop treating them as just second fiddle but then when it comes up again that that becomes a pattern now where something's going on behind the scenes even though it was so much later that you know there it's just it's not a healthy label for twisted to be on at that point and think of it this way i mean abk represents the label but he- out of like the family era juggalos or whatever that were on the label there's not one of them on the label anymore twisted isn't on it blaze isn't on it avk's on his own label roc is with twisted's label as well young wicked of course left like none of the family era juggalos are on the label anymore and that has to say something like there was deeper shit going on in that label there's much more to it than what psychopathic will lead on now um at this point so twisted had left they took blaze with them um boondocks left shortly after uh what was but he was no label for a a bit after he left the label yeah what was the whole situation with boondocks kind of walk because again i wasn't really into the scene as much at that point what was going on with that I know that he wasn't happy and that he wanted to bring uh, someone else on the label like with him as his uh, kind of dub man, but he wanted Type to have him paid. I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think of the term. He, he just did. wanted When he first paid. started, he had a hype man he brought on, and then I believe he kind of got shit canned, and they just kind of wanted Boondocks up there by himself. Yeah, and he was kind of unhappy with that and wasn't really getting a lot of promotion. I know that was one of the things, too. He was getting promoted kind of underlined, kind of like Blaze was, too. I mean, Blaze didn't really get the credit I honestly think he deserved on the label because I like Blaze. I I really like him. I mean, he's... Blaze was a phenomenal rapper, and he had tenure. You know, he was there since day one. I remember... The early shows, we, you know, the chant was Blaze Twisted, ICP, Psychopathic Family. So it was like, you know, yeah. he, he's been there since, you know, way back in the day. He kind of came on board with Twisted, essentially. He wasn't signed right away, but yeah. he kind of came at that time. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, he can rap like a motherfucker. I think he's probably one of the best rappers, if not, I wouldn't say the best, but he was definitely one of the top rappers as far as ability to have a rap flow on Psychopathic. But yeah, lyrically, I think he was a little, you know, just kind of dead bodies and, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I would say the newer, the newer projects I do like a lot more. And I think that has a lot to do with creative, uh, I guess, the creative uh, control as well with him because now he can do whatever. I think Violent J wrote a lot of his lyrics 
but I don't know if that was by choice or how much creative how control did the guys have on the label and how much was Jay's dirty hands all over it because from an outside perspective I seen it as Jay's dirty paws all over everything but then I re- listened to a recent podcast with Kevin Gill well it wasn't recent it was older but I listened to it recently where uh, ICP was on and Jay kind of talked about his process for new artists he likes to pick artists that are relatively unknown. He likes to sit with, with them and craft their first album. And then he said he just lets them go on their own and do whatever they want. Do you believe that to be the case or no? I think that's, again, with the whole facade thing. I really think that it's more of him having his... Not even for money, I think, has a lot to do with it. But I think, again, it's more of an ego thing. Like, he can later on say that well if it wasn't for me blaze wouldn't have you know any of his albums from psychopathic or twisted wouldn't be where they're at it's like more of an ego like well if it weren't for me i helped him with that you know so kind of having his fingers in everyone's album what was the word on the juggalo street when boondocks left psychopathic and then well, I mean, I guess he was officially signed to MM Magic Ninja Entertainment on Christmas Day, they announced it. But he was kind of in that yeah. fold for almost a year or even more. I remember there was a gathering. Yeah, Jay he was doing shows. I re- yeah, I remember just uh, hearing some stuff on the street and some things from him as well, just saying that he didn't want to be signed for a little bit, kind of just wanted to take a break from it and not be signed to a label for a little while. Yeah. And he was still doing shows with Twisted and Blaze and everybody. So he was definitely on the affiliate side of Twisted, but then again, working on a new album probably was like a behind the scenes kind of deal, I assume. Was there you know? beef they at don't the wanna... time? Was there a falling out with Boondocks and Jay or Psychopathic? Or was it just another case of just money and just wants to just kind of do his own thing, but there's no real hard feelings? Like, what was the feel at that time? Tension he seemed or... like he was just really un, really unhappy with how he was being promoted. And I guess, I mean, me and you were on one of his uh, shows and... He was just not getting a lot of promotion. I guess he had to uh, do a lot of things on like the side as far as touring goes, kind of like the one he did with uh, Mars and DRP and them. Right. You know, just jumping on other people's rather than getting promoted by Psychopathic. Now, um, do you think, like, what do you... How do I word this? Okay, so... Do you think that these artists owe Psychopathic their loyalty for giving them their start? Because again, like a guy like a Boondocks was just kind of plucked off the street by Violent J as his little pet project. Right, he right. wanted his little redneck hillbilly rapper because Jay kind of fancies Psychopathic to be like a, the record label that's like WWE where everybody's got a gimmick and a character and you know he wanted his redneck hillbilly it, rapper. <laughs> And Boondocks was that guy, and he kind of crafted a mold. He made Boondocks. Do you think Boondocks? Yeah, he did. Owes like Twisted, obviously. 
you know, same story, but Twisted's been around for like 20 years. So, I mean, at, at a certain point, you've earned your own credibility and you no longer are beholden to Jay just forever for, for getting them, putting them on, on the street or, or, I mean, giving them their start. But do you think Boondocks yeah. has been around long enough to really earn the right to kind of, you know, go his separate way? Or do you think that doesn't really matter? Or how do you see that? Well, I think they all owe ICPs at least the respect, if anything else, for what they started. But as far as, like, when they came in, I think it was just a different story for everyone. Like, when Twisted came in, they kind of helped each other blow up a little bit more. And I think during the time when Boondocks came, it wasn't as popping of a label as it was when Twisted started. Because when Twisted started, you know... It was still all fresh and new, and they weren't around as long. Because so ICP by, like, was still on the rise ICP. when Twisted came in, so ICP yeah, was kind of exactly. That those. was like their yeah, it was like their primer years, you know. So I think it was just more of a fresh idea when they started. So when like Boondocks and even you know like AMB first started, I think they just didn't get a lot of hype because the label wasn't really in its primer times when they started so now, i think they just kind of got the raw raw stick to kind of give psychopathic a little credit and we can kind of analyze maybe why this happened but you know jump study said in his interview that in this in this did happen you know they essentially allowed all these artists to 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 leave the label without you know giving them the bone as far as no you're locked into a deal and they let them keep their websites and they let them keep their masters to their albums like that's just something they don't you don't do like you hear like the suge knight story where he wouldn't let drake keep his masters and drake just right. said, fuck it you can keep them i don't care but like that's a big thing in the music industry and psychopathic just let yeah, them walk away with thing. everything why do you think that happened do you think that was just a, a heartfelt peaceful gesture from them or what's the how do you see that i think that in the beginning maybe the idea was to kind of show that wholeheartedness but i don't know if all of that is a hundred percent true as far as everything goes i mean because i remember twisted didn't have any of their old albums and stuff on their actual twisted shop for at least a year year and a half before it wasn't on psychopathic and i think there still is twisted stuff on hatchet gear but they didn't have like any of their freak show or any old albums on their own sh own uh like shop or whatever you want to call it until after like way after i don't know if icp made a deal with them saying like we need to sell ours before you can start reproducing them or whatever right like empty their warehouse of what they got left over before they could twist they let twisted just keep their shit and start reprinting it that makes sense that's actually a good theory right yeah it makes sense business-wise um and you know i'd also like to add to that that maybe psychopathic knew that they couldn't just burn that bridge with guys like Twisted. Uh, maybe not so much Boondocks, but the fact that The Gathering and Dark Lotus and Rise Yeah, The Gathering got affected. All you know, of that they don't depends have on that. Twisted and all these other artists still being kind of part of the scene. So maybe they got to kind of bite their tongue and play nice a little bit so that Twisted, you know, because when half of your record label leaves and you still try to put on 
you know, these group albums and, and the gathering, you want those artists to still want to show up. Right, yeah, you can't have a gathering in my eyes without them, and that they're just always there. It's like, if, te- I mean, they're tech's not on the label, but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of like having a gathering without Tech Nine. If you have one without Twisted, it's kind of not a gathering to me, you know? And same with, like, the Juggalo Day. Like, if you don't have the kind of starting groups that made the label what it is, it's kind of pointless to me. Right. No twi- I mean, Rida's, I don't think, is so essential, but Lotus is kind of a big thing. You know, and that's, Lotus is a huge thing. Right. Yeah. You, need, you need Twisted to kind of be on the same page and want to be a part of things at that time. So, I mean, there was a little bit of beef in, but uh, they were still getting along business-wise because, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, like we discussed, a couple different options. They were still working together. Um, ICP went Yeah, they even put out a new Lotus album. They did put out a new Lotus album after Twisted Left? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, Psychopath. Yeah, it's actually really fucking good, too. I'll have to. What's it called? It's, uh, it has all the elements. It's like water, rain, fire, whatever. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> I've heard of it. I just yeah, haven't like, actually listened to it. Um, yeah, I can't think of the exact name offhand, but it's like that. Just like all those elements. <laughs> Psychopathic went on to try to rebuild their label. They signed Big Hoodoo, who I'm not a fan of at all. Um, what's your thoughts on Big Hoodoo? Yeah, and he was... Uh, yeah, he was, uh, uh, what was his other name? It was like, uh, something dub or whatever. I don't know. He was, uh, he rapped with a, another person on their, like, little under label. I don't remember what their under label was even called, but Axe Murder Boys were on their under label at one point in time. And I think Hatchet that's Hoodoo Slurs. Yeah, Hatchet House. And, like, DJ Clay, I think, was on that. And, okay, but so yeah, Hoodoo was part I, of that under really, a different name? Yeah, uh, I have pictures with him from 2012, too, and him and his old... He was actually on the third cypher. Um, You've seen the psychopathic cyphers, right? Yeah, he's on the third one, no face paint, none of that. It was just something dub. uh, Yeah, he he used to rap under that name, and uh, I remember in 2012, I seen him before he was hoodoo, and... He just, uh, he said that uh, he had big things coming up through the label because they were wearing psychopathic uh, jerseys. And I was like, are you guys with the label? Because I was with him and Jump Steady in 2012. I ran into all them and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? They're together walking around. And they're like, I can't say much, but big things are coming for me in psychopathic. And then like, Kudu came out. So right I think they cut the other dude though because I never seen him with the label after that. <laughs> of course, right. And then they uh, they signed uh, uh, Blase Rose, which was a whole nother kind of oh drama and story there. <laughs> what are your quick thoughts on uh, Blase Rose being on the label and that whole mess in itself? Not my, <laughs> not my cup of tea, and I am not a fan. I listen, I li- honestly gave it all a listen. I listened to her whole album, listened to her song with. I don't know. They have a new one, but I can talk about that later when we get and to you're, more and you're, they've signed. Just, just for the record, you're a fan of female rappers, so it's not that because you're a big fan of Snow I'm the a product. Huge. So. 
and yeah, others. huge fan of female rappers, and but, I am not a huge fan of what she is for whatever she's producing. I just don't like it. See, I didn't quite mind her album. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was awful either. Uh, I thought it was a fair, uh, a fair to uh, a little underwhelming, but it wasn't awful. Um, but just the whole way that she got signed, and uh, I'm not yeah, a huge fan of. Yeah, that was me. I, not a fan of her as a person even you know i I watched her sit down interview with scotty d from fago lovers and i kind of got a kind of vibe me too me too yeah yeah i got kind of like a hoey junkie little vibe yeah just some label throw around and then she ended up you know getting some conflict with the label and i think that's honestly how she got signed because yeah. It just was really sketchy. And this Even was... when they announced her at that gathering, they were kind of sketched out. Like, the whole crowd didn't know what to really do. They were just like, okay, who's this bitch? <laughs> and, and just for the quick record, this was a chick that Violent J had just took. Jay's got these weird stories. I've heard a couple of them now because I heard him. ICP was on Loveline, too. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, yep, maybe I remember that. Back, and With he's talking about or whatever. A, a chick that her her dude was in prison or something and jay was like flying out to her and like falling in love with her and shit kind of the same story with blase rose just some random chick he started talking to on the internet fucking fell in love with fly flute started flying out and just banging the shit out of her and then next thing you know she's signed to the label because back to jay wanting to be wwe he wanted always wanted a female rapper on the label and this was his female rapper his chance to do that yeah, because his wife, well, ex-wife, whatever, I heard they split Sugar Slam is uh, not really a rapper, but... <laughs> right. Yeah, so he was trying to kind of, they were trying to kind of reboot the label, but the shittiest artist. I thought the one... Uh, yeah. The one shining star on that, or at least top prospect, was uh, the, the transformation of Otis from Axe Murder Boys to becoming Young Wicked. The young and, Wicked. Uh, Man, you know, like I said, I was never a fan of Axe Murder Boys, though I did always kind of see potential in Otis. But and I, so I never gave it a chance. But in this kind of this whole mess kind of got me tuned into Young Wicked, and I went back and I listened to that Slaughter album, which was released on Psychopathic. And God damn, what a CD! Holy hell! Yeah, I love that CD. He's goddamn good. Young Wicked's very good, and I think. He, he was very being groomed. Good. He was kind of like always next to Jay. He started doing production work on the Joker's yeah, cards. Yeah, kind of like a little lapdog of the label, you know? <laughs> a lapdog, yes, him up, you know? but I do think Jay was kind of grooming him for bigger things. I think when Jump said he said that, I believe that because mm-hmm. I can see that in the... You know, when they would do interviews, you know, uh, Young Wicked was always right there with him. Young Wicked was putting in yeah, and work same on with the... all the albums on the label. Yeah, when they did the Killjoy Club, he was all over it. Even though he wasn't like announced, like on the CD, it just says ICP and Three Six Mafia. But he's in the album artwork. He's in the whole CD. He's damn well good on that CD too. <laughs> yeah, so I think he really kind of shined as a as a solo artist, and I think he was probably their top prospect. Um, Fast forward now, you know, Twisted announces two new artists on Christmas Day, Boondocks being one of them, and then another one, uh, Monkey something, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, the 
uh, garage voltage or whatever. <laughs> there you go. I don't know where I got monkey from, but uh, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> because they have a little monkey logo. <laughs> there you go. That's that's it. But uh, so that was kind of a little sh- not not much of a shocker at all, actually, because. You know, yeah, Boondocks wasn't a shocker. Everybody knew kind of Boondocks Gimo was, was in more that, of a shocker <laughs> in that circle. But the big, the big one, yeah. and I remember it very clearly because I've been recording my album, and I was sitting here on New Year's Eve, uh, putting in some work on my album with my, my buddy Lucas James, and uh, oh yeah, I, I was actually telling him because he, me, he's an old school juggalo too. Like he, he grew out of it. He's not into it anymore, kind of like me, but I still keep tabs on it. And I was kind of filling them in, like, yeah, Twisted, ICP, they're beefing, Talking about Twisted just so. signed Boondocks. And literally, as I'm telling them his, this story, I, I pull up Facebook, and they announce on New Year's Eve, Young Wicked signs to, to uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment. And that fucking blew my right. mind. I was like, that's the death nail and psychopathic right there. They just took their top... You know, everybody else's shit other than ICP. They took their last top prospect... And I didn't even know right. all the other shit that went along with it. Uh, you know, that would come out a little oh, bit Oh, like later. the... What was your... Yeah, like the stuff with G... Yeah, well... Um, I honestly thought it kind of started with uh, Gmo because they were not really happy about Gmo Ski either because Gmo doesn't hold punches at all. Like, he's not afraid to say what's going on out front. Yeah, and he had a pretty, <laughs> a pretty awesome diss on Misery. Um, yeah, he did. But uh, um, what was your initial reaction to seeing that Young Wicked was signed to uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment out of the blue? Just the same reaction you had. Like, it's the nail in the coffin on the label. Because, I mean, did you hear ICP's uh, song that they put out on New Year's? No, no, I didn't at all. Okay, well, you know, Psychopathic also signed a new artist just to put out after they released that they signed Young Wicked. Okay. They signed uh, artist Young Light. Have oh, you yeah, heard of yeah, him yeah, at all? I did see that. Yeah, and I believe they signed him just because of the fact that Twisted said that they had Wicked. Because honestly... There was no preparation for light at all, and, and he does kind of I didn't look like really a see young, him as like knockoff. Yeah, and he's not. I don't know. I don't really see him as a fit to that label at all. Like he just kind of got picked out of the blue, I think, and it was just a another situation where they kind of got caught up with someone else having better people on the label, and they just threw someone out of the blue. And you know, it's just like, who is this? Because the people that Twisted are signing are pretty known to everybody else. I mean, I, I've known Gmo Ski's music for quite a bit now. And even, uh, well, Lex was out of the blue. Lex the Hex Master, he yeah, was a little out of the blue. Yeah, I never heard Gmo or Lex until they signed with uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment. But those guys, uh, Gmo's just kind of, he's kind of like a Jared Benton to me. Jared Benton, he reminds me a lot yeah, of Yeah, he is. Um, and that, you know, just the off the wall wacky style. And then not just cause they're both black with weird hats, <laughs> weird fuzzy hats, yeah. but just the off the wall crazy right. style. But Lex, the hacks master, yeah. I played that for Lucas James. Um, you know, just kind of trying to, 
you know, expose them to some of the shit that, that's getting put out now. And I mean, I've never been a big fan of face paint. You know, I think he could do without the face paint. I think it takes him, it takes his credibility yeah. down a little bit. Just me personally. I know you wear it, you know, here and there. So I'm not, you know, it's not a knot. If you like it, that's your thing. That's cool. But to me, yeah, I, think... I actually don't do that no more as an artist. Just the face paint kind of got gimmicky. And yeah. I feel like if. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong I with I kind of feel paint. like if you're not ICP, Twisted Blaze, or any of the original artists that did it, I kind of just think that you're just kind of jicking them a little bit. I mean, I did it, but it was more of like a respect towards what I've learned right. from, you know, I wasn't really trying to get an audience off of their vibe, you know. But to the point, Lex the Hexmaster, holy fucking shit, is this guy an incredible rapper. Yeah. Incredible rapper. He is incredible. He spits fire. He's some hardcore shit, and he seems cool as fuck, too, from what I've seen of him. He seems, you know, very, you know, open and laid back and, you know, kind of... Yeah, he is like OG Juggalo style, like in the way he talks now too, like on the whole issues with everything going on. Like he's like posting things saying, let's just keep it funny, the, we're one family. Like he's kind of just not wanting a whole split in factions here. Now, uh, jumping to the big meat and potatoes of this whole thing, the juicy part here, uh, it would come out shortly after, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit before, but... Uh, kind of the details surrounding why Young Wicked left the label. Uh, it came out that Young Wicked was uh, essentially banging Jump Steady's daughter, Samantha, and uh, she's kind of yeah. known by the older school jugglers for being on that uh, that song on like what Forgotten Freshness Three or something, the Family song. Yeah, and she was. On all of uh, Jump Steady's albums too, of course. Oh, I and didn't I think even he was know on. That. But uh, yeah, he was on. on uh, I think he was on one of the Zug Island albums too, just singing a song with like the whole psychopathic family. But no shit. So he was kind of he was banging her on the side behind everybody's back, and apparently he's got like a, yeah, a fiance, fiance and kids yeah. back in Colorado, and he was sleeping around on them. Which is, you know, their own private business, but all this kind of came out, and right. uh, he ended up knocking up Jump Steady's daughter, so now he's, like, f- officially actual real-life family, not just Juggalo family, and, uh, you know, yeah. he hit it, and he lied about it, and uh, this really, um, you know, offended Jump Steady, and... Uh, that, offended Misery, too, because that's Misery's niece. And, you know, as far as Misery's concerned, I won't say a lot about him, but I think Misery's kind of a piece of shit. I never liked Misery. Yeah, I never don't liked like his music. <laughs> uh, back when he, like, <clears throat> stabbed, he, like, stabbed Madrox at some point, I believe. Was that, yep. that correct? Stabbed I mean, Madrox. Yeah, he's just not a, not a, not anybody that I really care about. So his opinion doesn't matter much to no, me. No, I don't either. But he's in the mix because it's his, because he, it's his sister that is married or is Sam. It's his, his sister had Sam with Jump Steady. So they're all family. So yeah. It's, yeah. So it's, it's Misery's niece. niece. Yeah. And now, you know, you know, fuck. Now Young Wicked's uh, in the family. Um, and, yeah, uh, literally. <laughs> yeah. And all that kind of came out. And, uh, so according to Jumpsteady, he did this big like shoot interview, you know, wrestling style shoot promo here, 
where he went on and just kind of laid it all out as far as his side of the story. Um, to your knowledge... Called uh, Young Wicked a bitch and shit. <laughs> yeah, he just said, you know, I don't think he's an evil person, but he's a bitch. <laughs> and, you know, really baby-faced himself, you know, we psychopath, we didn't do anything wrong, you know. Um, we're just the good guys in this situation, and we got fucked. Um, I, yeah, I, they're playing everything like a wrestling promo, it seems like, with psychopathic, and it's kind of like twisted part and Young Wicked, they're kind of like real life about it and just trying to not have a bunch of bullshit thrown and have their business all over the internet. And it's like, this shit's getting released by everybody. It's right. Just, so, you know, one part. Has Young Wicked yet to give his give his own shoot promo? I know he's done like tweets and stuff like that, but has he actually sat down and hold yeah, his side? Yeah, he's done... He hasn't from what I've seen like a video or anything like that he's kind of from what I see on like Twitter and everything kind of just taking the high road on it and saying his part to defend himself but it doesn't seem like he's really trying to stir the pot as much as just keeping it his business off the radar you know now uh, anybody that's ever knocked a girl up <laughs> will know that the dad is never, never too fond of that situation. So I think there's a touch of that no, going on there. especially when your business partners too. Yeah, I think there's a touch of that going on there with Jump Steady and Misery. Is they're just upset that their daughter got knocked, you know, his daughter got knocked up by. And and he yeah. said in the interview too, you know, he knows Young Wicked. He's been on tour with him. He knows he's kind of a filthy fuck who bangs a bunch of chicks. He doesn't want that for his daughter. Right, so, Understandable. But yeah, because he sees him. I think there's a lot of that that's kind of uh, giving color to, to their perspective on that. But, uh, you know, Young Wicked has said as much, uh, you know, financial. Doesn't feel like he was getting paid what he was worth over there. Wasn't able to make a living. Um, but again, you know, he was kind of like Jay's right-hand man. How do you see that whole thing? What do you think was really kind of going on behind the scenes as a label? And then how do you see the whole uh, him knocking up Jump Steady's daughter? No, I think that him getting with Jump Steady's daughter shouldn't have really interfered with everything. I do, to uh, kind of defend Psychopathic in a little bit, I don't think he would have stayed as long if he wasn't really making... I mean, because he was like Jay's right-hand man. I think he, out of anybody, would have been getting paid more. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Did he have a way to somewhere would to go, think, though? Did he have another option? I, I know that... Well, yeah, that's true. I know that, I mean, they said it in that uh, interview with Rob or whatever, that uh, they put him up in a house without expecting anything back. Jay did that for Young Wicked and his family and whatnot without any expectations. So, I mean, I think that they both, uh, you know, kind of had each other's back, but him leaving, I can see how it's a slap in the face. But if he's having family issues and not wanting to get work mixed with your personal life, I can see why he left. There's more to the putting him up in the house, though, because Young Wicked's from Colorado, and he lived in Colorado. He didn't move to Detroit, so he would put him up when he came to work on projects and shit, but it's not like they just yeah. relocated to the Detroit area and were on the street and Jay fucking, you know, 
got him off the street and took care of him and everything. I think there's a little uh, over embellishing or a little overselling going on there. I mean, yeah, that could be if true. If you were on my I just label, think that, uh, like, if I were to bring you down right. here for a show, for instance, I'm gonna let you crash at my place. I'm not gonna go back later and be like, dude, I let him crash at my house, and and you know what I mean, like. Yeah, you can. No, you know, I get your point. Yeah. Because that's kind of just, again, with the, like I said with Jay before, and everybody's albums on the label, I think that's kind of like the same point. Like, he just wants to be able to say that I helped him out. Right. Now, do you think, you know, uh, Violent J and, and Jump Steady. Do you think that they're the sweet, uh, you know, babyface angels that they portray themselves to be? Do you think they're the evil, greedy uh, supervillains behind the scenes? Or do you think they're kind of somewhere in between? How, where, where do you think that the truth really lies on their side, as psychopathic as a label? Do they give the bone to their artists? Are they shady? Do they fuck their artists over or kind of not give them what they're worth? Or do they try to do everything they can for them? Honestly, I think that if the, what they said in their music was actually how it went, it would be a different story. But I think that they try to make themselves seem like they're always looking out for everybody but themselves. But in honesty, they're businessmen. You know, they've been doing this for 20-some years. They've been boned in almost every way by labels. Yeah. So when you own your own label, I think they kind of just pick some things up along the way. And, like, sneakily doing it to other artists without trying to, like, show them flat out that they're getting boned. That's why I think, you know, Twisted did stay for so long. You know, maybe they didn't realize it right away that you're getting boned. But when you first get signed with a label and they throw some money in front of your face, yeah, of course it sounds good to being completely broke. But then once you get to recording and all the costs that it takes out of you, I think they realize through time that, you know, they should be more or different artists should be getting more respect or promotion. I think it's just business. I think they're more businessmen than the baby face. And then where do you lie on the other side with Twisted now? I mean, Psychopathic or Jump Steady specifically is kind of claiming that it's a cheap shot from them to sign Young Wicked when they knew what Young Wicked did with Samantha and they felt like that was a low blow and just signing away all their artists in general. I mean, Magic Ninja Entertainment is essentially all the top guys from Psychopathic at this point. Um, do you feel like they're being shady at all? And especially with like the Juggalo Day, they bring up the fact that okay, they'll go and be part of a paid gig where they're getting paid to perform, but they won't go to the march in Washington to support the FBI gimmick uh, for free, which they're trying to say, oh, it's about the Juggalos and blah 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 blah. Where do you, where do you see Twisted on this side? I don't really see him as being shady. I think the Juggalo March is kind of a mistake. I understand that people want to stand up for the community of Juggalos and everything, but I don't think going to Washington is going to be a great idea. As far as them saying no to the March, yeah, it's going to be a shit show. I don't think it's going to go as well as I guess they're portraying it to go. I think that a lot of people are going to get maybe arrested. I don't think that Washington, out of all places, is just going to, you know, generally accept us all. And no. having speeches, they're, 
they're like nominating people that aren't really artists to like have speeches at this thing and I've seen a couple online saying that they're writing their speech for it and it's like well maybe picking random juggalos to write speeches in front of Washington isn't the best idea no and you know <laughs> especially in this day and age I mean I go back I was at the the two of the three of the first gatherings I was at the second and the third one not the first one but those were both in cities the second was in Toledo the third was in Peoria right in a downtown major city at a convention center and I mean the police and this was like 2001 2002 you know it's 15 17 years later the the police were out in full riot gear trying to shut the shit down they were arresting kids left and right uh, it was a shit show then. They shut down in uh, Peoria. They closed down the whole building and kicked everybody out because someone threw a fucking uh, two-liter at a cop's face or some shit like that, which was funny. <laughs> but, I mean, you can just imagine yeah, now in 2017 with everybody's uh, the way everybody's uptight in Washington, D.C. I mean, this is just not going to go yeah, well. Yeah, that's not a good idea. It's going to no, be a shit show. No, it's not going to go well. And I, and I don't blame yeah, Twisted and, uh, for not wanting to be a part of that because that's going to... I don't either. ...hurt them. That's going to hurt their business. It's smart yeah. to not go there. Yeah, I don't I think don't it's going to make them look good. The no, I think it's just uh, them not doing everything that they're told to do. I mean, they're artists. They're trying to build their own label. They don't have to do every little show that ICP wants them to do. Like if they they show or throw them big ballers, uh, you know, shows every year and Twisted used to be a part of every one of them. But now that they're on their own label, you don't expect them to be at that every year. They're doing their own shows, you know, you just got to let them, you know, spread their wings and grow their own label instead of expecting them to automatically go to every show you want them to. What do you, uh, just to kind of wrap things up here at this point, so right now, the heat's at an all-time high. The beef is thick. Uh, you know, there's definitely, it really is a juggalo civil war. It's a divorce with the parents. Kids are picking which side they like, yeah, mom or dad. Uh, where do you see the future of this? I mean, do you see Twisted's label flopping again and them having to go back to psychopathic? Do you see psychopathic flopping? ICP will never flop. Let me get that straight. They'll be around forever. Yeah, like fucking ICP kiss until they yeah. die. They'll be huge. Yeah. But as a label, the gathering, all that shit, do you see that dying down? Do you see Magic Ninja Entertainment dying down? Do you see the beef getting worse? Do you see shit getting squashed? Do you see anybody going back to psychopathic? What do you think is going to happen here in the future? I don't see anybody going back to psychopathic. I see it as almost like a real civil war. I think that the option for Twisted to go back to psychopathic has died. I think that with everything that's going on, it's going to be a label bash. I see a lot of diss songs coming out this year, and I, especially with the stuff that uh, Blase and G Moski have been thrown around. Like, I remember one tweet, it was like, uh, what was it from G Mo? He said, uh, people are going to be waiting my album like uh, Blase, Ro- or Blase Rose Porn or something. Like, I think it's just going to be a lot of glitches this year. That's funny. Yeah, like, he, was, he says some shit, you know? He says a lot of shit, and it's been getting heated a lot online, and I, I foresee some diss songs coming through on each side. I mean, I don't see Twisted backing down once the time comes, but I think they're waiting. I think they're letting their 
not lower artists, but you know, like they're kind of, you know, let the pawns kind of wrestle around a little bit before you let the big dogs talk, you know, kind of let it settle between them before ICP or Twisted really says anything. But I think they're going to start throwing the punches, you know. I don't really see gathering being something that's going to be happening in the, you know, distant future. Well, they don't even know what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Well, they said Colorado, but I mean, with everything going on, I think that they'll make it work this year for sure. But as far as distant things, I've already heard of Twisted Fest and things like kicking up around that issue. Can't really say if that's something that will happen, but I could see it and it's been talked about. Do you think psychopathic? Do you think we're seeing the end of psychopathic? I mean, Blazit, I mean, Blazit Rose and fucking Big Hoodoo are not going to carry this label into the future. They're just not. No. And neither is Young Light, and I'm sorry to say that to anybody that's a fan of him, but I really just don't think he belongs. And if you listen, I'll send you the link to that uh, new Psychopathic song. It's everybody on the label, though, and that kind of just showed how horrible things have gotten. I don't see their label lasting. ICP, I don't think, will ever not be artists. No, never. But I don't think their label's going to last if they keep... Yeah, they're going to stay, but... Their artists, I think, are going to flop. I mean, that song was not great. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I just don't see great things with this beef going on. I don't see it ending well. Do you think Twisted's label is going to succeed? Do you think uh, those artists are going to run into the same thing that Twisted ran into, where they can't be better than Twisted? Where do you see, how do you see Magic Ninja Entertainment playing out? I think Magic Ninja is kind of rolling more like Strange's, like, they're more of a family, it seems like, kind of like Strange, where, like, Ritz has better songs than some songs that Tech 9 does, but it's not like there's a huge ego class. And I feel the same way with Twisted and some of the artists on their label. It's like, I like all their music. Young Wicked might put on a song that's better than one of Twisted's, but it doesn't mean that they're going to feud about it, I don't think. I think it's more of like a... They're trying to just help everybody on the label. And they don't... I don't think they think anybody's better than anybody. And they're not... They don't seem to be pushing that creative control. They seem to be just like, you come on, do your own fucking thing, and we'll put you out. Yeah. And they're helping, you know, like, have you heard the Young Wicked CD that he put out with uh, Magic Ninja yet? Vengeance? Yeah, fuck yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, a I am a huge like... Young Wicked fan at this point. He's I'm super yeah, high too. on Young Wicked. I, I'm recently discovering him. He's been around forever, but like I said, I just, I was yeah. an A and B hater and I just never gave him a chance uh, with his recent right. No, I, I mean, I have my days with that too, so but, but God damn it! I good. always bought the album. Yeah, he is good. I think that he has a bright future regardless of what happens. But I think Psychopathic as a label is falling in. You can't really blame the artist that jumped for jumping. When they see a better label and it's fresh, it's got a new face to it. Even though it's twisted, we all know who they are. We all know Blaze, but just a fresh face of Magic Ninja compared to the same... Thing we've seen, you know, year after year. And you and got Gmo, like and you got Lex, Lex the Hacksmaster, and they're yeah. talented as fuck. 
they're not shitty, crappy artists that put out crappy music like no. Blase Rose. And, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they give a fresh new feel to the label. Um, do you see Young Wicked going, maybe not re-signing with Psychopathic, but, I mean, he's family now. Whether anybody likes it or not, he is essentially fucked himself into the family legit. Uh, yeah, do you see that I think eventually they're just gonna have to. You see that? They're gonna have to up? eventually, just because. Yeah, I think so. I think eventually they just gotta do that. You know, they're gonna grow up. They're not gonna want their, well, his, you know, granddaughter, son, whatever they have, to be away from him. You know, by any means, and I think they're just gonna have to do it because they're. You know, they're family now. They can't choose anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I see that, too. I think this will, that part of it will blow over eventually. Like I said, I think, you know, because, first of all, they worked together, and there was a little bit of kind of doing it behind Rob's back, and then just the fact that yeah, nobody yeah. likes to see their daughter getting fucked by some fucking sleazebag that they know Touring is all and groupies. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that'll blow over. I mean... I think so, but I don't know if he'll, you know, end up actually being back there uh, as an artist. But uh, time will tell. I don't I think he will, just because of the fact that uh, everything's kind of built up to this. I think I, I think the way that Twisted releases their artists are very smart, and when they did it with Young Wicked, you could tell it was just like, uh, look who we got now. <laughs> right. Yes. For sure. All right, well, I think that uh, pretty well covers the story. Any final words or thoughts on the uh, Juggalo Civil War? Well, I just hope everybody that does go to Juggalo Day this next month uh, keeps it civil because I know people already have talked about wearing what side they choose at the Juggalo Day because it could possibly be the last Lotus performance that we have. I mean, it's the last one scheduled, and who knows if they'll be at the gathering or not to do it. So I know people were talking about wearing what side they choose, so I just hope it kind of is civil, and I hope that the best happens with all this. I don't know exactly what's going to go down, but I think a lot of drama is headed our way. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Cage, finally just plug your shit. Like, uh, where can people hear you? Where can people hear your music? What do you got coming out? Where can they follow you? All right. All right. Well, you can find me at uh, facebook.com slash L-I-L-B-Y-M-E-Z and then the number 10 and soundcloud.com slash Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N dash Cage, C-A-G-E. And you can find me at Twitter, Brandon, Ca- or Brandon, 10, Brandon Cage 10. Wow. Can't talk. And uh, on YouTube as well, if you just search Brandon Cage, you'll find me. Little Reptar Dinosaur. All right, and uh, you can uh, check me out on his uh, one of his fresh new tracks that's going to be coming to an album near you very soon, and uh, he'll be on one of mine as well. Like I said, uh, great talking to you again. I definitely, I just you know, as soon as I uh, heard about this and was kind of getting into it, and especially listening to that uh, Rob Bruce interview today. I mean, I just knew I had to talk to you about it and kind of get your perspective, too. And I kind of yeah. wanted to record it, because why the fuck not, right? So, 
Right, exactly. Why not? Yeah, it was great being on, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man, much love. You have a great day. Great night, I should say. Much love. Boop, boop. <laughs> All right, Dimes, peace. You have a good night. Yeah, peace, you too. Thank you. Bye.